Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. Before we move on to this week's Grow Guides, I just want to quickly give you all a shout out, man, because we hit 500,000 downloads this week. That is half a million downloads. It's a huge milestone. And the only reason why we got here is because of people like you who download and listen to the show every week. So thank you very much for being part of this journey. 500,000 is absolutely huge. And as I said, we are only here because of people like you who listen to the show. So thank you very much for helping us get to 500,000. And now help us get to 1 million by downloading more episodes, by sharing the podcast with friends and family members or anybody who you think might enjoy this show. Even pop into your local grow shop and be like, have you heard of this podcast, High and Homegrown? Why don't you play it in your shop? Because we allow that kind of thing. Get the podcast out there to as many people as possible because the more people listen to the show, the more people we can get growing their own cannabis. And that is what we want to see. More people growing their fine-ass homegrown cannabis. So just one more time, thank you very much for getting us to 500,000 downloads. It's amazing and it's a huge milestone. But let's move on to this week's Grow Guides. We're talking about defoliation and pruning cannabis plants this week. So roll yourself a fat one. Get super high, and I'll speak to you at the end of this. See you in a bit. And here we are for Grow Guides episode 74. Uh, that's a whole lot of episodes, lads. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And we need ideas for more uh, Grow Guide sections as well. I think we've got like another 20 lined up. We've got quite a few lined up. We've got some good ones. But if there's some that you think we, that we have missed and you want us to cover it in the future, then let us know, everybody. We are open to suggestions. But this one, it's quite an important one, really, and I'm surprised we haven't covered it earlier on in the show. Uh, this one is all about defoliation and pruning cannabis plants. Because when you're growing indoors, it can be quite an important aspect of growing is how to defoliate and, you know, when to do it as well, how much to take off and what kind of benefits it has as well. All this stuff is important, especially for the indoor grower. So this is stuff we're going to be covering in this episode. And hopefully you can understand more about defoliation and you just pull it off at the right times is one of the most important things. But if you do it at the wrong time, you can get a little bit fucking stretchy. You know what I'm saying? We've all had those plans that have just gone ridiculously stretchy and grown into the light. And we're like, no, please. I wanted big plants, but I didn't want this. No, all of my grows are perfect. I've never done anything wrong like that, right? Never. Right. Yeah, of course. My two, I was just, I've seen it on TV once. Yeah, wrong once. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so we're going to try and prevent that from happening in the future as well so let's start off with explaining what defoliation actually is monkey you want to cover what defoliation is very simple i mean foliage is the leaf structure so defoliation is the removal of leaves that's as simple as you can put it right there yeah de-leaf defoliate defoliage yes. and i mean you know what I'm saying? And it, it's a strange sounding thing. Defoliate your plant. Why would I want to do that? Well, you have to somewhat, but as well, as you'll see soon, a lot of times we don't defoliate as much as a lot of people out there do. And there's reasons for that. Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. I just hear Marge laugh? No, he didn't, Dr. Evil. Marge, what are you doing? Probably no, it, was, it, it, was prob- <laughs> it was probably just me. I'm a little high. <laughs> <laughs> Bubble hot sounded like Marge. He's so high. Yeah. That's fine. We're all from the same Commonwealth. It's fine. <laughs> so back so to you, defoliation. So yeah, what you're going to do is after defoliating at certain points th- during your cannabis growth, th- uh, it is wise to remove some of the some of the leaves off the cannabis plant. Mm-hmm, and so yeah. that's what we're going to talk about in this ex- this episode is when to do it and how much to do it. Yeah. So what is the purpose of defoliation then? Bubble Hux, you you obviously you grow in autos and they grow pretty beast. So you definitely do some defoliation, right? Mm, yeah. So mainly when I'm doing defol um, with autos, it's it's mainly for airflow. I'm not really, I don't, oh, sometimes I'll take one or two if it's sort of covering a bud side, I think would benefit from being able to get through, but I can also tuck. 
Um, usually because of the way I train, it can get pretty bushy. So I will go through and I'll, I'll pull them out just to get some airflow running through the middle of the plant, just to mm-hmm. eliminate um, things like dead, dead spots in there that where the, where things like mold and powdery mildew and that'll reside. Um, that's the main reason I do it. But again, it's, it's sort of both reasons. Um, but mainly for the airflow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, airflow is a good is a good one, man. You know, this is one of the reasons that you would defoliate your plant. Everybody is if you have too many leaves on the plant and the air can't blow the air around, the fans can't blow the air around properly. Then you're going to get stale air pockets, and that's where mold spores will germinate, and you'll get powdery mildew, or even worse, you might get bud rot. So airflow is an important aspect, and it's a good reason for defoliating the plants. If you think it's too bushy then takes them off. But uh, the another reason is because you're growing indoors, you're using grow lights and some of the leaves, uh, like a couple of feet away from the grow light, it's not going to get as much light as the, the plant is a foot away from the grow light. You know, there's this inverse square law thing where the, the light gets weaker and weaker. And it's not so bad now. I think LEDs are more efficient than uh, the, the HID lights were. So I don't know if the inverse square law is still the same thing. But uh, the, the light back, the, the further away the light is from a plant, the less intense and efficient the light is going to be. So the leaves at the bottom of the plant are getting far less light than the leaves at the top of the plant. So you defoliate to try and save the plant from wasting energy on lower growth, like leaves and buds that are not really going to turn it into anything or serve any real purpose. So then, then the plant can focus its energy on the growth at the top. And that's just a, it's just more efficient that way. So, uh, I mean, that's essentially defoliation. You, uh, that's the main reasons why you do it. Can anybody else think of reasons why you defoliate? Um, humidity levels are going to be the other, other thing. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm, if you're in, mm-hmm. if you're in a smaller tent or you you're, even if you're in a bigger tent and it gets too overgrown and you, and you're into flower, yeah, well, you're going to remove some of your foliage for ventilation, but you know, as foliage is in that tent and the temperatures get high, that foliage starts perspiring, transpiring. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called, transpiration. And so it's leaving all, a lot of moisture in your tent. And so sometimes toward the end of flower, when you're having issues with humidity, it's possible that you can go and get a defoliation done to get a, I mean, when you get more airflow in there, you're also taking off leaf surfaces that, and that's going to help lower the amount of moisture that the plant's going to release into its own environment. So sometimes for humidity, defoliation is, is a thing that I do. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. That's another one. Anything, yeah, anything like else to add? Humidity. Yeah. Cause oh. that's about it. I mean, there's, there's three reasons why you would defoliate plants. Is there any more? When you got like ugly leaves because you've had a deficiency and things like that, that's not a reason to be pulling the leaves off the plants, everybody. Don't do that. Uh, Just just before you take the photo, you know, pull off all the shit leaves. Look at it. Perfect. Now it's got three leaves on it. Everybody does that. I hate to say it, but yeah, even I've done that one before. But yeah, you don't want to remove those. If if you're, uh, you see a sickly plant or like it's half dead, that's still half alive. You got to go with the half full uh, attitude with the plants there. Because the plant, if yeah. there's still something that the plant can suck out of that leaf, where I don't mm-hmm. care if it's moisture and nutrients or something like that, it's going to do it. So yeah. if you start seeing damaged or weak uh, leaves, if the plant's still holding on to them, it's usually better to leave it alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is one of my things when it comes to defoliation. You know, There's only specific times where I will defoliate my plant, and we'll speak about that in a little bit. But I, I think the plant knows what the fuck it's doing. And if a leaf wasn't worth it, the plant would get rid of it. If the leaf, if the leaf was taking up more energy than it got in from the light, then the plant would get rid of it. You know, if the plant doesn't, the plant isn't getting enough nutrients to look after certain leaves, the plant will get rid of it. The plant knows what the fuck it's doing, man. You just have to let it do its thing. So you see some people would defoliate throughout the grow and, you know, take off them sick leaves and things like that. And I just don't think it's a good idea. There's only specific times when you should be doing that. So let's discuss that bit, man. Let's discuss when is a good time to defoliate. Unless you're doing specific training methods. You see, if you're mainlining, 
you know, and topping, you know, topping doesn't really count as defoliation. But if you're doing a main line, then you're topping, you take away particular branches to shape the plant in a certain way. That's different. I mean, I know that's a form of defoliation, but it's, it's not the it's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about just general taking leaves off the plant at random times. You know, mm. you don't want to do that. You, there needs to be specific times to growth for the plant to do its best thing. So monkey, what's your plan? You know, you know when you're growing a plant, well, what kind mm -hmm. of defoliation method do you use? What's your style? Mostly my growth style is mainline. So it starts with a pruning, right. which is a topping. That's what Mackie's talking about. A topping of plant is more of a pruning strategy than a, than a defoliation. But the, the times that I will defoliate when I'm doing my training is as you're doing the mainline processes, there are certain times when those fan leaves or the lower fan leaves should be would be should be removed to encourage the uppers to grow so as i'm doing that there'll be a few fan leaves that will be removed in the shaping of the plant but it's mm -hmm. not a major defoliation it's not a wholesale defoliation it is a structured measured defoliation to get the plant to do what i want it to do mm -hmm. but as a whole in veg other than that other than just using a minor defoliation to shape the plant Unless the plant is overly bushy and crazy in, in veg, I don't like to remove too many leaves in veg because the plant needs those. It spent a lot of energy, a lot of time to, to get all of that stuff there and taking it away is basically a waste of the plant's time, the plant's energy and my time. So mm -hmm. I don't do that. So when it, when it comes for me, as far as defoliation, when I do defoliation is right as I'm right before I flip the plant, I will go through the plant and I will, what I call unclutter it, open it up because right. I want, I want the light to be visible, be available to all of these nice, nice, beautiful growth nodes. When I, when I flip that switch, I want everything to go crazy. So I will do a pretty good defoliation just before flip. And that's my biggest part of it. Other than that, I tuck, I move, I do anything I can to leave that, that, uh, those leaves intact. I only remove them if it becomes a problem and there's no way I can deal with it any other way. Mm. So what you're hearing here is monkey doesn't like to defoliate. I don't like it at all. If I can no. avoid it, I, I, I don't do it. Uh, later yes. in flower, I will defoliate some in toward late flower. And that is, again, to, to control humidity, allow ventilation, things like that. But mostly I don't like to defoliate. What are you saying, Bubba? What's your method with your autos? Um, usually I'll shoot for around about we end of week three, coming into week four before we start um going into stretch. I'll pull a little bit off just to clean up some of the unders um and open up some spots that are gonna stretch up. And then if I need to again, I'll generally do it after stretch is finished on an auto. Um but then again, I'm not a massive fan of taking too much off. Mm -hmm. I sometimes have to. It's just, it's inevitable that the bigger the plant gets, the more you're going to have to take. Um, but usually I'm only taking a few and I'm and I'm not doing it over, a, like I'm not doing it multiple times in a week. Um, I'll, I'll pick a day, I'll take a chunk and then let it relax and let it mm -hmm. do its thing. Um, and recover from that and then again i'll give it a few weeks let it get through that stretch and then once that's done if i think it needs more i'll do it then um both both ways both for eliminating the the issue of um, either airy buds because it's i've taken too much or um extra excessive stretch there's nothing worse than a plant that's already taking up a four by four and then mm -hmm. all of a sudden it needs a four by eight because it's just stretched to hell so yeah this is a because pretty much it stretches i've read this somewhere before i can't remember where but there's many different stages of the cannabis plant's life cycle you know you have your seedling stage then you have your vegetative stage then the flowering stage but in between the vegging stage and the flowering stage it's this stage called the regenerative growth stage where the uh the plant's essentially prepping itself for growing flowers and at this point, it's like this is where the plant will grow two to three times its size. You've all seen it. You know, when it goes from veg to flower, the plant will fucking grow massively within the first couple of weeks. And that's the regenerative stage. And that's when the plant's going to grow a fuckload. If you do any kind of trimming during those two weeks when it's going through that stage of growth, the plant is going to 
start again, essentially, right at the back of the start, the regenerative growth stage. And this is what makes the stretch happen so fucking crazily. So for me, and also you see these lower branches sometimes, lower branches can be trained to grow into some thick, chunky fucking branches, man. And I've had mm-hmm. some thick branches come off the bottom of the plant before. So oh, I, I don't yeah. get rid of anything anymore. I leave it all on. I let the plant do its thing until about two weeks after. Two, two weeks? weeks? I did it, look. <laughs> Shit. <Two weeks. laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, when you really start to see flowers starting to grow, not just the hairs, when you start seeing pom-poms grow, that essentially means that the plant has moved out of that stage and it's going into the flowering stage now. So you, you can take it off. You can take your, like loads of leaves and stems off and things like that because the plant's more focused on growing flowers than growing leaves and stems at this point. So it's not going to stretch too much. And you want to get that energy that the plant would have spent growing buds on the bottom of the of the plant. Or you want to make sure that it's spending the energy on the top of the plant where it's getting the most amount of light to make it more efficient. So shitloads comes off uh, when the flowers start to show, when it's moved into the actual flowering stage and shitloads get taken off. And that works well for me, man. You know, I don't get too much of stretchy plants. You know, everything seems seems fine. They don't get too tall. Get nice mm-hmm. dense nugs, right? And that, that's a it works well for me. Yeah, now, I just don't like to take them lower branches off too early because sometimes they can, you know, with a little bit of training, you do your topping. You know, I'll do you know I do my topping like four weeks through veg, and then just train throughout there to take up as much mm-hmm. space as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just do the defoliation after the flowers start to show. That's my favorite method. Sorry, monkey. No, I was. You had mentioned uh, you know, waiting, uh, waiting a certain amount of time and taking the the uh, excess off there. Uh, I guess that's one thing we do need to touch on is is uh, we don't want to defoliate too early because that is. I mean, if you've ever made the mistake of defoliating too early after after you initiated flower, you'll never make it again because your cannabis plant will go on a wild, wild growth spurt. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Take over your tent, grow into your light. You can't stop it. Uh, If you you, uh, defoliate it while it's still in stretch, it's just going to prolong the stretch. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's why I like to wait for the, uh, the flower to actually start. So you know that that stretch stage is over. Yeah, a good 14 to 21 days. 21 days, I think, is, is mo- with mm. most people agree. If you wait 21 days after the flip that you've probably gotten through completely through the stretch, and it's it's now safe to do the defoliation and the shaping of the plant for flower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, when you're growing outdoors, when, you, when it comes to defoliation, unless you're having a problem with airflow, it's not really necessary to do any of that kind of shit. You know, the, the sun is giving plenty of light to your plant and that's the, the leaves at the top of the plant and the leaves at the bottom. So unless you're having problems with airflow, there's not really any reason to defoliate anything. You know, they, this is more specifically for indoor growing because, uh, mm. you know, the distance from the light to the leaf actually matters. But, I mean, I've never really worried about defoliating outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's always been an indoor thing. Um, yeah so if anybody if is wondering sativas. there yeah sorry sorry Bobo. especially if you're going no, sativas. Sp- if you're growing sativas outside because those things get massive mm-hmm. <laughs> they they get enough space between them you don't have to worry yeah. so. you know just be if you are wondering why your plants keep stretching a shitload and they keep growing into the fucking light it means that you just you're defoliating a little bit too soon just wait a little bit longer it'll be okay and of course removing this stuff off your plant is going to be stressful to the plant. And the more you take off, the more stressful it's going to be. And it's going to take a few days, maybe up to a week, to fully recover and regain its growth. Right? Everybody's found that, I suppose. Yeah. You're going to stall it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's worth it at the end of the day. Because as I said, the energy of the bud growth then is going to be focused to the buds at the top. So how much are you taking off the plant when you're doing this defoliation so you're at the flowering stage you know like i said wait until the stretch is finished and you smooth properly into flowering uh how much do you guys take off man hmm. uh, go ahead Bob. i was gonna say it's, it's plant dependent really yeah um it, it really comes down to if we have the, the shape of the plant how it's gone through that stretch whether i need to take more off around the skirt um to get that airflow through 
what size tent you're in, how, how yeah. crowded the plant is to the sidewalls. There's so much yeah. to take into consideration in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I generally, I again, I generally try and do one rather than multiple because I don't want to prolong the stress. Uh, the stress that that's that's going to incur once I start ripping things off it. Um, but I don't take so pre-stretch. I won't take any branches. It's only after, and from there, it, it's it's like, you know, I I may take twenty leaves, I may take fifty leaves. It just comes down to the plant itself. What about you, monkey? What, you, what are you saying? Same thing. Um, well, my my situation is a little different. I grow in smaller tents, and and my plants generally are pretty close to the you know touching the walls of the tent. So I need to keep. Most of my foliage high up because there's nothing, no light going down low. It, it's, you can't go around the plant or in, in any way. So when I defoliate after stretch is completed, 21 days after the flip has been done, I uh, will take at least 50% of the bottom of the plant off, all the leaves, buds, everything from at least 50%, usually as much as 60% of, of the bottom. I completely remove it and leave only what's on top of it at that point. And then I'll use uh, on the top, it's selective defoliation on fan leaves and whatnot to try and open it up and allow air and light to kind of penetrate somewhat into that canopy. But, and then after that, it, again, but just exactly what Bubble Hot said, it's strain dependent. Some strains, once you defoliate that one way for flower, the plant's fine the entire way. There are some other strains you'll grow that keep trying to put the fan leaves back on. And you may have to hit it twice or three times to keep the airflow to, to keep going. So there might be a late flower defoliation on some strains for me if I'm not comfortable with the airflow around big colas. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they're stubborn, aren't they? They still like try and grow these little flowers. It's like, do not fucking get rid of you. Yeah. You <laughs> got to keep going back on, you know, shave the legs, keep going back underneath mm-hmm. the backside there and get all those little ones. They keep wanting to grow back down on the bottom there. It's like, nope, you're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Only want the top ones. What do you do, Mackie? Yeah, I just fucking, I go terrible, mate. I take so much off. Sometimes it's fucking <laughs> scary. You know, <laughs> I've spent two months growing this fucking thing and I'm just going to take off like, like, you, like you, at least 60%. Anything underneath the top three nodes, sometimes the top two, it depends on how, how much internodal space there is in between those nodes. Uh-huh. But I'll take a, a branch and anything underneath the third node will get removed at least. Uh, and uh, sometimes it could take a while, you know, in a four by four tent where you've got four plants and you've vegged them for like six to eight weeks and you've got all this, this undergrowth that needs to come off. I've been in the tent for three or four hours before. Just With scrog for sure. Yeah. You'll be in there yeah, a long yeah. time doing it's that. Fucking man mission. And the, the, mm. there's that scrog video that we bring up sometimes the montage video. You can see at one point I show the scrog underneath where it's just all bushy. And there's fucking leaves everywhere. And then you'll see the, uh, the next clip where I've taken off all of the bottom stuff. And it's called lollipopping. That technique is you, you're taking pretty much everything off the bottom of your plant and just leaving the top of it. But you, you'll see how much I took off, man. And I just like to get rid of anything I don't think is going to turn into anything nice at the end. I want my plant to focus as much energy as possible in creating nice, tasty, thick buds, man. Uh, Hard to do the first time, isn't it? Though, to take all that yeah, stuff off. Yeah, people would be scared, start. man. Uh, yeah. I'll just let you all know that I've taken so much off my plant before. I've been scared, and they've just been like, "Thanks for the haircut, bro. I appreciate that." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why take so much sixty percent in flower, Mackie? Because it's bottom growth, man. It's bottom growth. I only want the top shit, and otherwise, you're just going to get loads of popcorn budding. You know what they turn into as well? It turns into more hours trimming at the end. You're just trimming <laughs> tiny fucking buds when those buds would have essentially just grown into the top buds anyway because the plant is spend, spending more energy at the end of the branches rather than halfway down. And so it, it's not like you miss out any. I mean, I'm sure you do. Well, maybe you do. I don't know. But it, it's like one branch you'd get, say, an ounce off. But you'd probably still get an ounce off it if you didn't trim it. It would just be spread across more buds. You know, yep. It turns into hash I, if you're I, willing to do the work, Mackie. That's a long thing, bro. Long thing. No. Yeah, I I use a lot of my popcorns for that for either mm-hmm. making bubble hash or or edibles, whatever. 
Yeah. My worms eat it and they love it. It's not like it goes to waste. You know? Yeah. It's, well, it's a that's treat the other for side them. Of it, yeah. You know? <laughs> But it's a good thing, a good way to do it, man. And Marco, when we spoke to Marco, he he trims everything underneath the top two nodes on his plant. And he goes even more extreme than I do. But try it yourselves on, on one of your plants on one of your grows sometimes. You know, just try and defoliate it heavily when, when the stretch is over. Make sure you do it when the stretch is over. You do before then, then the plants kind of stretch like a motherfucker, man. Yeah. But, you, if yeah. you ever make the mistake, you'll know what we're talking about. Everybody here has <laughs> done it at least once. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't take long for it to do it either. Yeah. <laughs> All of us within right. two weeks, it's just monstered the right. tent. Oh, it must be, but ready to be lollipop by now. I'll go ahead and mm-hmm. do that. And then two days later, the thing is turning into a monster. It's overgrowing your tent. Like, no, nope, yeah. wait for it completely to finish before you touch it. And, you know, it looks so nice. You know, when you've done all that shit and it's all trimmed off and you just got all the, like the branches, which are, which are the straws that feed the buds, essentially. And you just got the buds and the leaves at the top. It looks so, so smart. So nice, man. Great for airflow. You have a fan at the bottom and a fan at the top, and you, you'll get no problems with rot and mold because the airflow in the tent is just so good. You have your intake coming into the bottom of the tent and it's being extracted mm-hmm. at the top. So all the air gets pulled through the canopy as well. You know, all the light is focused perfectly on a nice, even canopy at the top. There's so many good reasons for it, 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 it especially the aesthetics of it. When you, when mm-hmm. you just look at it and be like, damn. That's a nice grow. Well, since we're on the defoliation thing right now, let's go ahead and talk about one big piece of bro science that all new growers deal with. Uh, You're you're told when you first start growing that if if a bud is not in the light, that that bud won't fatten up. Mm. That's Mm -hmm. not true. Not at all true. Now, when you're in veg, if if the growth bud is not in direct light, it will grow slower. So that that is Mm -hmm. true. But once the flowers are set, if you have a fan leaf that's shading a bud, that bud will still fatten. If the plant has enough energy in it, has enough foliage on it to power that bud in order to fatten up, if it can make enough energy, that bud will be just fine. But I found mm-hmm. it's like the leaf is like the solar panel for each specific bud. Mm-hmm. And because I've taken leaves off and left the bud site before, you know, not on purpose, I've done it accidentally. But those bud sites without the leaf would seem to grow so much slower than a bud uh-huh. light, a bud site in the same location on a different branch yep. that does have leaves. And it's like when the leaf near the bud site is catching light and making food, those buds would grow bigger. Mm-hmm. So it's scary when you see these guys who like completely strip their plant man of just a f- everything other than a few leaves for each bud. We get those every now and then over at the site. Somebody will come in and ask questions. What's a specific word for it? call it? Schwabing. Is that, is that swazing, it? Swazing. 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 Yeah. Schwaz. Yeah, but it's just, I don't, I mean, I've, I've went through my phases about that. I read about it and I tried it on a grow. Didn't say it was horrible, but doesn't work as good as, as what I do now. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, went through the phases of learning how to lollipop. One one site recommended completely stripping all the fan leaves off when uh, right before you flip. And then just everything will wow. grow back. Yeah, yeah, it worked. It did everything grew back. The plant looked fine and it did finish. <laughs> but the problem it's is like a waste of energy, isn't it? That's what I'm mm. saying, man. I felt like I lost some, some yield there because the plant had to put all that energy to regrowing all those leaves that were already there. So, yeah, it, it's a learning curve. You have to figure out which, what's your growth style. Yeah. It just takes time. The only way you're going to do that is by continuing to grow. And more coming and over to Percy's and talking to us and, you know, give it a, get, we'll help you with feedback and stuff by all means. But, yeah, mm-hmm. personal mm-hmm. personal journey on this stuff. And that's it. And sometimes when you're doing this defoliation as well, you'll take off these these little branches, these little stems that grow at the bottom of branches sometimes. And just something that isn't going to, you think it's just not going to make anything worth it. You know, that happens sometimes. Branches are just too fucking thin. So I, I take them off and you can use those for making cuttings. So you can re-veg a cutting if you wanted to and, and grow it out as the mother if you you know, if you wanted to, it's just options. Sometimes you can be left with many, many of those, man. So, you know, don't put it to waste if you can help it. Grow again, turn them into moms, do, do something with them. But if not, feed them to the worms, man. The worms love that shit. I've uh, been, been using the, uh, after a lollipop and take all of those 
unwanted areas off, I clone them and make seeds with them at that point. Nice. That's another, nice. another process right there. You can use them. Clones, you can do a lot of stuff with them. But yeah, by all means, mm -hmm. uh, if, they, if they've got buds on them, it's going to take uh, three, four weeks for them to flip back over to veg after you get them rooted. But they'll do fine. Just hang in there. It's free plant. Yeah, so let's talk yeah. about what we're doing when um when we when we actually defoliate. How are you taking your leaves off, and to what extent are you taking them off? What do you do, monkey? Uh, what's the question now? You, it's how do, like, I take do, them do you use scissors? Do you use a blade? Do you take I, off the leaf at the base of the uh, of the leaf stem, or do you break it halfway through, or something? It, with, I really don't have any hard and fast rule on this. I actually like to use my, my uh, same thing I use for trimming buds. I like that that size clippers when I'm doing it. But because I don't I don't uh, typically scrub grow, I like to take my plants out of the tent where I have space and I can get all around them, put them on a table and work them. Uh, but no, I'll just I'll clip the uh, just clip the, the fan part off of the leaf, leaving some of the petiole uh, intact. Unless I'm also taking off the lower sucker branch or something like that, then I'll just clip everything all at once down close to the stem as, as I can. So I'm not a neat, when it comes to defoliation, I'm not super neat about it. I just get it done. Mm. Yeah. What, what about you, Bubble? Um, yeah, I'm much the same. I I will sometimes just snap the leaf off at its, at its base with my hand. But, you know, they, if as long as you sort of just, pull it down it'll just pop off um or I'll, I'll hit it with scissors depending on whether i'm going real hard on a skirt and i'm i'm cleaning up around the skirt like all as monkey said same thing with pulling off those little branches and things like that and the little suckers that aren't going to do anything i'll um i'll get a nice pair and and mess around with them but um yeah most of the time i can just pop them off with a hand i'm not really too stressed about it i know that mm -hmm. i know people are going to be freaking out about that no, I'm not. As you get more experience, then it. Well, as you get more experience as a grower, then your thumbnail. Same man. for me, man. Yeah, just fucking pop yeah. them off. Just fold it back on itself; it'll pop off. And yeah. if you wanted to, you can use a nice little pair of scissors, you know. But there's a, a risk of mold spores getting into the plant because when you break it, and you it's pr pretty much tissue damage, and it exposes the inside of the plant. If a mold spore gets on that shit and then spreads throughout the branches then you can get bud rot, which will grow from inside the buds just because a mold spore got in that way. So you have to be very careful, man. You have to, if you have some, use some isopropyl alcohol. You know, dilute the isopropyl alcohol, 70% isopropyl with 30% water. And that's a nice sterilized spray you can use on pretty much everything at that point. So spray down any tools you're going to use and even spray your hands. Wash your hands, man. Get them all nice and clean and then give them a spray just to make sure that there's no mold spores and shit on your hands, mm. man. And then you can do uh, all the trimming you like. And with this uh, this shit going on, going all over the place, well, with this um, what's it, hop latent viroid, you've got to be careful of that shit as well. Because if you have a plant that has that and you use tools on that and then use those tools on another plant, then you're passing that viroid along as well. So if you want to be extra careful just to prevent any kind of pathogen spreading, then use isopropyl on your tools. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I tend I tend to get a little scissor happy. Um, if I if I'm using scissors, I'll take more mm -hmm. than I I probably would have if I was just popping leaves off. So I've done that too, but I always find what Mackie says. If I get a little scissor happy, the plant seems to to uh, decide to re regrow it by itself, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This yeah. Quick oh, question they, there, they, uh, they bounce back pretty well. Leo says, "Do you think by removing the bud's leaves, it causes the bud itself to get leafier?" When the plant's going through the flowering stage, it's not growing any leaves, mate. That's usually done during the vegetative stage. I, mean, I, I might grow a few, but I don't think it grows any leaves at all, right, during the flowering stage. Uh, right, sugar, leaf, sugar leaves, as it stacks but higher on the top, you'll get more yeah. sugar leaves are forming. But I think that's what he's talking about. Does it make more sugar leaves if you remove the fans? Right. I've had some strains that were really, really leafy when it came to the sugar leaves. Even when I didn't remove the fan leaves, I don't know if that if they're related. Yeah, uh, I think I think yeah, you're right. It's just one of those things that it's it comes down to the strain. It's not, you know, some some are going to just be leafy buds. That's just how they are. It's and if you feed in a lot of nitrogen as well, that will increase the leaf growth. 
Yeah. That's so, a lot yeah. of times if I'm evaluating a strain, that's one of the evaluations is, is this a plant I'll grow again? How easy was the trim? How leafy was it when, when it was finished? That's, you know, I don't, I don't like a really overly leafy, uh, but unless it's really, really fire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be top shelf. If I'm going to make the effort to be sitting there trimming the thing for fucking exactly. three days. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put in the work. You better give something back. Damn it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dry trim for the win. Yep. Fuck that shit. God damn. Trimming is such uh, a pain in the ass. See, I, 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 I do both. It And it just, again, depends on whether I'm being lazy or not, but I prefer a wet trim because it's just, it's a lot, of, especially on a leafy, a really leafy strain, it's much easier. Mm -hmm. um, because, or, well, you know, it again depends on what you, what tools you're using. I like to use a nice pair of curved scissors so I can sort of get right in amongst the bud without messing around too much. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, when they're, when they're super leafy and they're dry and it's just <laughs> like peeling away layers, it's like opening a banana trying to get to the bud inside, just fucking leaves everywhere. Yep. But those leaves make good hash. They do. That is a very good point. Yeah, man. I mean, that's about, is there anything to add here? Anything to add here regarding defoliation? Is there any questions? Anybody? I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to just mm -hmm. encourage people be gentle with defoliation because your plant needs those leaves. You know, they're not the enemy. Yeah, yeah man. But you do definitely, if you're growing indoors, defoliation is. I'd say it's a very important man. But you need to... the word selective defoliation. Sele selective defoliation. In other words, don't go nuts. Take everything off your plant. Take mm, what yeah, you have to more. take off. Yeah, less is more. With cannabis, in a lot of ways, when you're growing it, less is more. Yeah. But, you know, don't stress about it too much. I know as a new grower, if you are a new grower and you're trying this, you're going to be scared with every think you take off your plant you're gonna be like oh god man is that too much he's gonna die now i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> but, you know they're yeah. always fine man they're always fine don't worry about it too much i think defoliation was probably one of the things that took me a little bit longer to get a handle on because mm -hmm. there's so so much bad stuff on the internet written about it so much mm -hmm. bro science related to it and that's yeah. why i recommend come to percy's we'll give you the real answers honestly mm-hmm get on it and if you don't defoliate then let us know in the comments or over on percy'sgrowing.com and let's, let's take take some pictures of your bush and show us <laughs> <laughs> you know it's, it's going to be out of control man because plants get leafy as fuck sometimes and it's just oh. nice to have that nice airflow and know that yeah. the plant is absorbing the light efficiently and shit that's what i, I feel did like. i did have to experiment in my defoliation uh, saga i actually did do that you know the whole don't touch it grow just let it go natural kind of thing mm -hmm. and yeah you're right you know it gets also overgrown that's not a growth you want to repeat or at least i don't want to repeat oh god the trim took forever on it it was an unruly tent the the weed wasn't bad but it wasn't stellar so yeah mm -hmm. but yeah it's, you just really have to practice see what you get comfortable with because removing too much is bad as well but I, as I said, I remove more than sixty percent, maybe up to uh, maybe up to seventy percent. Leave about a third of the plant on, and then mm -hmm. monkey does about the about the same thing, about sixty percent as well. Fifty to sixty off, depending upon the plant. Mm -hmm. You know, depends on on what everything's looking like. So you know, you can at least do that much, and you'll be okay. <laughs> Look, yeah. when it comes to lollipopping it, I guarantee you can take the lower fifty percent off the plant, and you won't. It should not affect your yield. Should not yeah. affect you. Matter of fact, it actually it may affect your yield in a positive way. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And you won't have so much of that popcorn shit, man, because that that's what pisses me off the most. Yeah, man, is when you have all that popcorn shit, and it you know when it's like it's too much to throw away, but not enough to really care about trimming it, especially after you've been trimming yeah. for two hours. You're not even two halfway hours. through. You know, <laughs> <laughs> trimming for two hours, not even halfway through the fucking the trimming session that you're having and you got these little fucking buds halfway down the stem and you're like, she's going to trim off around here. It, it gets laborious very quickly. Mm. So, you know, spread the time out and get rid of them before the flowering even begins. Don't let your plant waste the energy of them and it will be yeah, all right. 
you start trimming popcorn and each piece of popcorn weighs one tenth of a gram. It's like, no, this is not worth your time. Mm -hmm. And Jeff said in the chat, they're mostly just the fan leaves when they get too big. You don't want to remove them when they get too big. Then big ones, they, they absorb a shitload of light. It's, it's uh, where it is, you know, it's where it is on the planet. If it's right down at the bottom, then get rid of that. But it, keep them, keep them nice leaves at the top, man. Try and keep some big ones. Yeah. They're just like big solar panels, you know. This is how your plant makes the food. So don't get rid of too many. And it's, try and keep the big ones. And uh, during the vegetative growth as well, we're not really doing any defoliation. Then don't pull leaves off just because it's it's blocking a site and things like that. It's better to tuck those leaves away if you can. Just to yeah. tuck them somewhere. Just put them somewhere until the defoliation stage comes. Because those leaves could help the plant grow even bigger, you know. Even a little bit of light it catches will help the plant grow more and more so it, it, my my uh my advice would be just to wait until after the flowering period is over and do all your defoliation then mm. yeah, if, yeah, you are, if you're uncertain just employ some tucking um it doesn't mm -hmm, take much mm -hmm. to tuck it under another another site or whatever if you're just unsure on whether you should be pulling it or not because yeah, you can always pull it later can't you mm -hmm. yeah especially if you pre-stretch um if you're, you know, if you, if you're looking at it going, I don't know if that's going to be in the way or if it's not going to be in the way, just tuck it because once it finishes its stretch, it may be fine and you may not need to take it. And then you've not had to needlessly take a, a big solar panel. That's so, right. If the plant don't want it there, the plant will get rid of it. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. uh, what are your recommendations for tucking leaves when to expose what parts of the plant? you just uh i mean i don't know what you mean just i took i took mostly doing uh most of my tucking in veg because what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to expose the growth buds to the light yeah, them, little, them little shoots in it them, them yeah. little shoots there you want to try and bring them up to the top so you might yeah, want to tuck I... leaves out the way to expose more exactly light i'm trying to get those those uh the light to stimulate those buds so that i'll end up you know maybe they'll move to the top and maybe they'll be the king cola who knows mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that's what I'm tucking mostly is, is in veg to expose the lower bud sites. Yeah. To try and get some more light to them too. And then they, they'll come back up and be stronger and they'll grow above that that leaf that you've just tucked away. And then you don't need to tuck it away anymore. Mm -hmm. but, you know, just to get light to different spots of the plant to try and make it grow, especially when you're, you're doing some low stress training, uh, like monkey does uh, the, the main line, the manifold mm -hmm. kind of growth. Mm -hmm. So sometimes he'll have a leaf block in a spot he wants to grow more. So he needs to just took it out of the way rather than taking it off. Yeah. And I will try to tuck it two or three times. And if she keeps fighting me over and over and over, and it's not going to, not going to work out, I will eventually take the leaf off, but I'll give it every opportunity to, to straighten up before it goes, you yeah. know, punch it in the neck, bro. Exactly. Watch this. Whoa. Well, fuck me. I told you <laughs> fool. <laughs> tuck it. Don't cut it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which is advice many people should be getting right now. <laughs> I just I, I heard that I almost I go, Mackie, you had to go there, huh? <laughs> I don't know what you mean, monkey. I don't know what you are referring to. It's a completely <laughs> completely innocent answer to what Bubba Hawk was talking about. Sure. I was talking about because it's summertime and you know plants are getting trimmed a lot. Uh -huh. you know? yeah, that's all I always say. What, what were you thinking? Same exactly. Oh, cool, cool. I was curious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Anyway, we have some. Uh, any more questions in there from the chat? Uh, do you know what ponytailing in it, what ponytailing in is, and how it helps? No, I don't know. Anybody know what that is? Ponytailing. Yeah. I think ponytailing's where you take a take a top and you basically. Um, you put like a tie around it to like to bring your your leaves and and that top into like a little ponytail, um, and and ideally what that's doing is then allowing those lower shoots to then shoot up and out. Um, right. So like your secondary shoots at the node they'll come out and then you can release that ponytail. So it's a it's another another form of low stress training. From if I'm thinking it. It, which sounds like it's tucking it, it, using a tie basically yeah yeah and well yes yeah so you you're basically tucking the top not leaves mm -hmm. around it if you know what i mean so it's just yeah. sort of yeah 
what's an angry dragon? Get out of it, Juglins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you filthy man. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, we also have some listener mail questions. We'll move on to the listener mail questions. And of course, if you need any help or advice with your trimming, your defoliation, come and ask some questions over at percysgrowroom.com or even email, email them to us and we'll cover them on next week's listener mail and things like that, you know? Don't be shy. Sure. Friendly website that you'll actually get help and not harassed over there. So, yeah, if you need help, come to Percy's, please. That's right. Somebody commented about how it's nicer than the Reddit subreddits. <laughs> yeah, it should be. Subreddit's yeah, horrible, man. Yeah, man. That's savage over there. It's like the fucking um, <laughs> uh, Call of Duty server from back in 2005. You know, remember them days? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's shit babies and saints ever in there. God damn. That Have was you good seen that? Have you seen they've brought out a new thing where you can clip the audio now? So if you if you're getting abused by somebody on Call of Duty, you can clip the audio that they've oh, what they've no. said and then send that in to um, Activision or whoever, and they'll they can then ban them based off that. Wow! So oh, man. Be careful! Be careful! Th- thank you, thank you, YouTube and the censorship heroes who are keeping us all safe from these nasty words. Thank you. God what damn. words? I've never heard bad words ever before in my life. No, no. We didn't do it back in our day. <laughs> back when I was my family, we, we, we cursed away with our mouth. You know, it's like yeah. we just got too soft, man. And we started like being nice to each other. And now everybody gets so easily offended by things. <laughs> we, we need to go back in time and just start taking the piss out of people again, man. So this shit doesn't happen. So when people get to their teenage years, they're kind of used to like having a little bit of a banter and having a laugh about things. God we used damn. to be able to laugh at ourselves. We didn't take ourselves that seriously. Uh, there's damn. a lot of people around that have never experienced a black ops server. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, we have, a, we have some list of mail questions. We have a good one from Billy Bonds as well, which is a, something important about we should cover he has two questions one is should you clean your grinder or buy a new one and then also how do you clean you how do you clean your grinder so that that's a that's two questions in one but first off it's gonna depends on the grinder on the grinder yeah you know if you got a cheap (laughs) one from somewhere you know then just throw it away and get a new one they're only a couple of quid nowadays and they're very cheap but if you've got one of like the Percy's grow room grinders mm-hmm. with the four different layers and it's made out of metal and shit like that, of course you're going to clean that. You're not going to throw that away. You know, I don't have one of them. What you is don't. this? Oh, no. oh, right. Oh, shit. It's, you haven't uh-huh. reached it. You haven't been on the forum for more than two years yet. <laughs> oh, <fuck that>. <laughs> <laughs> No, we used to have grinders, man. But uh, we we just need to get some more in. I'll get I'll get some more in very soon. I was looking into it about getting uh, new grinders, uh, both metal and plastic. We was discussing it, but that's coming soon. Spoiler alert, everybody! I'll remove that from the edit. (laughs) Uh, Not not immediately soon, but let's say we're looking at it. It, It's in the pipeline. That's right. We have to we have to make sure that you know we have the funds to pay for it and blah 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 blah. Yeah, all that good stuff. So yeah, fucking. Throw it away if it's a plastic one, or if you want to, you can clean that too. But if you've got a grinder that you have some kind of sentimental value to, or it was expensive when you bought it, then fucking clean it, man. And it, it's very easy to clean a grinder. I've already mentioned throughout this episode so far uh, a thing you can use to clean your grinder. But what would you use, monkey? I would use isopropyl alcohol myself. There we go. There we go. You see that? But you don't mix it 70-30. I mean, you can if you want Mm-mm. to. But you no, can just you... dip it in pure isopropyl alcohol, and that'll break down all the THC and stuff in it. Yeah, use a, a little brush and isopropyl, you know, brush with, with it with the isopropyl, and yeah, you'll clean that grinder like brand new. Mm-hmm. If you don't have ISO, just soak it in some milk, hot milk. Really? Put, really? Is put that it on right? the top, soak it in hot milk. Yeah, and then just yeah, well, it's gonna it breaks down all the stuff, and the fat um, helps pull some of that resin off. And well, then imagine. Cooking oil would work the same, probably. Same but... idea. Yeah, same yeah. idea. Uh, yeah, I mean, just... look, you know, it's it's in a pinch if you really have to clean it. Mm-hmm. And you and you don't have because the, the idea is then you're making basically a stem milk. 
um, and then you can use that milk in your coffee or whatever, and and you're getting a buzz off it. So, mm-hmm. right. So, uh, I haven't heard somebody do it with milk before. That must be an Aussie thing. Do you get different milk down there? Your milk got chemicals in it? So? No, we don't have chem- <laughs> we don't we don't have chemicals in our milk, my friend. Yeah, uh, Coke and baking might... soda. There, Juggling said that's an interesting one as well. Well, I suppose yeah. that would work. I think uh, Spartan Ground had one uh, that it was. Um... I want it. it was a terpene uh, uh, extracted from orange peels is what he with somebody oh, my right. friend of his was using yeah you put the orange yeah. peels he said or, orange peels soaked in vinegar pulls the terpenes out and then you take that that material that vinegar and the orange peel stuff and use that to clean things with yeah mm-hmm. i do remember that yeah, yeah so, so there's loads of I'm different not, ways to do it not yeah. tried that one myself though no but, but one, my one thing that method. doesn't work sorry monkey soap and water doesn't work does not no. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. But my my favorite method is the isopropyl. The isopropyl is so easy. Just leave Fast it soaking easy, in yeah. there. Yeah, it's very nice, man. Now, yeah. if you really have a bad bad grinder and if the isopropyl won't get it, but please, uh, I'll tell you how to do that. You can do this, but by all means, never do this indoors. Always in in, in good ventilation. But the ultimate cleaning material for metal parts would be uh, acetone. It will it'll get all that resin off. It'll get I don't care. It could be the nastiest piece of glass or pipe or a grinder you have. If, if nothing else, clean it. Acetone will do it, but it's extremely flammable to the point of being almost explosively flammable. You don't want to use... Think about the fingernail polish remover. That's the old stuff back in the day. Mm-hmm. That basically mm-hmm. was acetone. You remember how strong that stuff was? Mm. Just you don't know. do it with plastic. Nope, it'll leave anything, it'll leave <laughs> plastic or paint, it's gone. Put it that way. Yeah. So you don't want to use it on anything painted or nothing just, plastic. Just before someone goes, Oh, yeah, I've got a plastic grinder and a bunch oh, of no. acetone. Let's <laughs> end up, just end up with a bag of liquid yeah. plastic. <laughs> like I like to use it for cleaning the uh, titanium bowls on the on the volcano. Acetone's yeah. very good at doing that, but right. there's no plastic around those, it's only metal. Yeah. Get isopropyl, everybody. That'll be good for when you're growing your mushrooms as well. Just saying. Yeah, much safer than acetone, <laughs> but that's just in a case of emergency kind of thing. I said that. And, and then when you've done all this, just give it a rinse with some water as well, just, just to get any of these chemicals off if there is any left behind. They should all evaporate, but if you use like oil, like a uh, vegetable oil, yeah, then soap and water, you, oh, or milk, off. yeah, then just wash that afterwards as well. You want it to be as clean and as chemical free as possible before you put any buds in its grind. Yeah, so make sure you say, do that as well. Warm water, and as the English would say, some washing up liquid, and you're good to go. That's right. Washing up liquid. I got it. Yeah. Bottle washing, washing up, up liquid. Yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, we have another listener mail question right here from Spider Pig. Says, Yeah, that was a good question, Billy. Thanks for the question, man. Uh, so Spider Pig says, Can you decarb fresh herb? I think yes, ardent sage preserves turf better. Is there any reason to properly dry and cure before decarb if it's for oil slash edibles, RSO, etc.? Does the panel have any experience on this? Bubble, this is your kind of thing, bro. Um, you you can do both. It really comes down to your personal preference. Um, yes, I find I'll get a more turpy product if it's fresh. Um but you will you'll also find that that water content can become an issue depending mm-hmm. on how fresh that is um and then the other side of that too is the idea in drying and and curing is that you're pulling some of that letting that chlorophyll gas off so if you're going with a fresh um a fresh batch you are going to get more of that chlorophyll taste in there so just be weary of that um, but mainly for, for me, I'll dry and then I'll make um, I'll make it from there um, and decarb from there. But that's um, it's personal preference. And if you can deal with the taste of, of extra chlorophyll in there, sure, go nuts. Um, yeah, you, you don't want that taste. Yeah. And again, it depends on what you're making. Like if you're making a quick wash ISO, then sure, you know, you go fresh, it's fine. Um, but you you know just be prepared that it's going to be pulling other oils and things like that out, um, and and other flavors that you may not like. 
But give it a give it a crack. Try both. See what you prefer. Yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful thing about growing your own. You got enough to play around with. Mm-hmm. It is the best part of it. Well, one of the best parts. Yeah. I so love, what do you I, think? I, there's, there's a lot of good things. Because you, uh, you have uh, not what well, is it? Edibles you have, or do you just have oil in your coffee? Me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I do both. But you know, no, I take my uh, morning edibles for uh, back pain every morning, but in coffee. You just basically put the oil, cream, and cream in the coffee, and and drink it that way down. So I mean, it's, it's a great way do to you get your, your morning meds. Yes. Do you decarb the fresh herb, or do you let it dry? Uh, use dry, um, right. and basically, I've been using what I consider abandoned bud stuff that I that I didn't get to, and then now uh, it's kind of getting old now and losing some of the terps, so now it becomes edibles. Well, that abandoned, abandoned bud. bud. Yeah, it's a good, <laughs> I, it's a good indie thought, name, isn't it? Indie band oh, name, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. So like, I, I, start, keep, yeah. I open up the cabinet, the cupboard, and look at it. I said, "No, I don't want that." So that's abandoned. I, I keep looking at it, saying, "No, I don't want that." So now it's time to become <laughs> edible. It's like I'm looking at the stuff that I just harvested maybe three months ago, four months ago. It's full of terpenes and flavor. I'm, that's what I really want. So that up there, yeah. no, that's abandoned mm. bud. The redundant bud. It's funny though, because you know, they keep thinking that open up a cabinet and there's redundant bud in and thinking like there's so many people in the world that wouldn't believe this, you know. Redundant yeah. bud. Yeah. Home growers get it. I mean, every everybody who grows their own gets it, but every, other people they don't get it. Mm-hmm. You mean you got cannabis that you don't want to smoke? Yep. Yeah. Uh, abandoned bud for me is like when a bud lands on the floor and it's just all the way over there. And it's like Yeah, I've done that too. Well, yeah. fuck you too. Swept, <laughs> yeah, a week later you sweep it up, it's like, oh, I forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. And you smoke it when now. You, when, when you <laughs> drop it and you pick it up and it's got hair and dust on it, and you're like, ah, <laughs> fuck of, it. I just bin full it. Full of cat hair and <laughs> who knows what. Like, oh, yeah. no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. What's this dust money doing on this thing? I don't want that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Throw that one in the bin. Start again. There are, there are more times back in the day that I would sit there and try and clean the bud and smoke it after that. But nope, no more. Oh, ain't yeah. Not, not going to lie. I've, I've used the, um, the pantyhose over yep. a vacuum cleaner trick many a time in my <laughs> past. So you're smoking all the dust and everything that went with it, but you yeah, got it. Fuck it. Oh. It was, you know, at the end of the day, it was what it was. Mm. Yeah, man, like we, we, we've all smoked we, some bad weed in them days before the growing, man. This weed's kind of got a little bit of a hair singe kind of taste to it. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Hey, why does my why does my bud taste like pork? What the fuck? <laughs> Damn. We've done it, but yeah, no, I don't know too much about that shit. So I would just wait for it to dry. It's, it's only going to add a week, you know. Maybe take a, a few buds, just because you have enough when you are when you've harvested. But maybe just take a few buds and try it with that. But let the majority of it dry before you use it. I would mm-hmm. say that would be my uh, preferred method. It just works better, you know, the, the to get that chlorophyll taste out, because that used to be a big factor to me when it came to edibles, was I don't like it to taste like plant. So, it, mm. you know, it's better to make something with the buds rather than put buds into a cake or something like that. With that chlorophyll taste. And if that was fresh, brand new bud as well, it's gone, nah, don't know. It's not like an apple, is it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's going to be a bit much, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, yeah, your stomach doesn't exactly, you know. M- some people can take that, but there's quite a few people that you start start trying to consume that amount of fresh material, and your stomach goes, "Yeah, nah, I'm not playing mm-hmm. this game." Mm-hmm. So, so then, yeah, let it dry first, man. There. Let it dry first. I think that's good advice. Well, that is the last question. We don't have any more questions for listener mail this week. That's all of them, and that's also. Uh, defoliation covered as well but just like anything if you have any questions at all then do let us know we're always happy to answer your questions uh, one more thing by the time you listen to this on download we should have already passed it but for you guys out there in YouTube chat live right now uh, we are very close to 500,000 downloads we are on 499.1 so we need like 900 more downloads oh, to, man. to hit that milestone which we should hit tomorrow man. Yeah, tomorrow the next day we should be done. Half a million. Wow. Half a million, everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, for my bowl, for my bowl, did you post a question? I don't see a question from you, mate. What's your question? I'm seeing if you post it in this chat. I don't see it. So. Oh, yeah, there he is. Look, 
There he is. He does have a question. He's Am I ready 15. for the deal? That was yesterday. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Goddamn. This better be a good question, Phil. Uh, questions for defoliation show. Was there any scientific study done on defoliation to say this is best, or is it basically bro science? Don't get me wrong. I do likely defoliate my plants, and usually once, sometimes twice during veg, and once during flower. But that all depends on how big and healthy the plant is. There we go, Phil. So that's all we have for this week, everybody. We're catching. Shit. I mean, what would you guys say? Is uh, uh, there been any studies done to see if the, I think, I think I did see like in one of those horticultural books how it is beneficial when you're growing mm. plants indoors to uh, defoliate that way. I don't know what studies have been done. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think. I think it depends on what you're defoliating for. If you if you're using it to open up the open up the canopy and allow airflow, it's not bro science. It's it that's it's definitely doing that. Um, but if you're doing it to increase bud density or um, you know in, increase terpene production or something like that, eh, it's it kind of could go either way, I suppose. Um, I I wouldn't know if there was any scientific studies done on it to for that reason um because most of the time the reason you're doing default is to open up the plant it's not not for um increasing yields or anything like that you know it's kind of counterintuitive if you're pulling half the plant off to increase the yield um but i mean again i'm no plant scientist so maybe there has been some studies done yeah, uh, I doubt it would have been done with the cannabis plant, though. But try it yourself, yeah. you know, G- give it a shot. If you're growing more than one plant, uh, try one defoliated and one not and see what happens. That would be the best way to go because it's always better to do these studies yourself because they haven't been done by most people. Uh, can you defoliate after harvest? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you can. <laughs> I always do, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a definite yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. It's got benefits and negatives either way you go. Indeed, you know, there's pros and cons to everything, man. That's just the way it is. But uh, when you're growing indoors for the sake of airflow and efficiency of light, it is a good idea to defoliate, in my in my opinion. And that's it. That's just, it's yeah. just my opinion. This is what, what has worked for me for many years. Uh, and it just looks nice, too. I like the way it looks. But do what you think is best for your plants, man. None of these grow guides, it's rare for us ever to say, you must do something this way. It's always, you know, here's what we think about it. And if you like the sound of that, then give it a try and experiment for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many, there's lots of ways to go swimming with a cat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there's lots of ways to go swinging with a cat. Now, Bubblehawk said last week, go swimming with a cat, and it was, it was nice, man. It, it, was just, it was just about right so people know what quote you're referring to, but it's so wrong, they're not it's, quite sure that's the quote you're referring to. It's all wrong. <laughs> There's many, way, many ways to go swim with a cat, you know? I love Do it. little floaties Shit. on him and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. Let us, let us know if you have any questions. Over at Percy'sGrowing.com, you know where to find us. You should already be a member, everybody. But that's it for defoliation and pruning. So we'll, uh, we'll leave it and then go to the outro. Is everything good? All the questions answered? We're good to let's go, right? Let's do it. Yep. Let's, let's do it. And there we go, everybody. That was this week's Grow Guides. Next week, we will be discussing maximizing trichome production on cannabis plants. And the week after that, we're going to be talking about genetics like land races, hybrids, phenotypes, things like that. The week after that one, we're going to be talking about maximizing terpene production. So we've got loads of really good Grow Guides coming up over the next few weeks. If you have any suggestions, then please do feel free to get in touch and we can discuss whatever topics you want us to discuss. And of course, you can always send us any questions that you have on the listener mail section on our Discord server over on percysgrowroom.com 
or feel free to get in touch with us over any of the social networks on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Just search for High on Homegrown and send us a message with any questions you might have. So thank you again for downloading and listening to the show. As I mentioned before the show, we hit 500,000 downloads this week and it's a huge milestone and we only got here because of you. So thank you very much for helping us get to 500,000. Again, share the show if you can, but you know, no pressure. Just thank you for being here. Thank you for downloading and thank you for enjoying the show. And we'll catch you on the next one, hopefully on the live show on Sunday over on youtube.com slash high and homegrown but if not we'll catch you on monday for the news wednesday for the interview and the grow guides on the friday have a good weekend everybody stay high stay safe and we'll see you then goodbye